Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau on the web at memphistravel.com. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. This week, we spend the entire program with legendary jazz man, George Coleman. Very few musicians can claim to have had the sort of impact that George Coleman has had in his career. If you don't know the ins and outs of jazz, you know George Coleman. Yeah, you at least know George Coleman. His discography is astounding. You've heard him on countless records playing with heavyweights, ranging from Ray Charles, Miles Davis, and B.B. King. George was in town being honored by the Memphis Music Hall of Fame, and we're really glad that we got to catch up with him. This is going to be a very amazing hour of music today, so stay with us. Right before the break, we'll hear from Bill Street Caravan contributor Adam Hill. Adam will be continuing his series, Made in Memphis, presented by Ardent Studios. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Born in Memphis in 1935, George Coleman attended Manassas High School, where he studied music alongside several other students who went on to be jazz greats. Harold Mayburn, Booker Little, Frank Strozier, Hank Crawford, and Charles Lloyd. That's pretty incredible, right? That's (laughs) insane. To think of all those musicians who went to the same high school and studied music together. Well, there's a really incredible story that we're going to touch on later in the program. Coleman grew up playing not only with all these extremely talented schoolmates, but with others around the Memphis area, including the Newborn family, Calvin, Phineas Sr., and Phineas Newborn Jr., and a young B.B. King. By the time he was 17, Coleman was working with Ray Charles. 17. That's That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Writing and arranging charts, touring, and doing the same for B.B. In 1956, he left Memphis, realizing, I'll, I'll assume, that he could hang with anyone out there, and he embarked on one of the greatest careers in jazz music history. Here's a quick rundown of the list of who George has played with. Max Roach, Slide Hampton, Jimmy Smith, Kenny Burrell, Miles Davis Quintet. Wow. Herbie Hancock, Chet Baker, Charles Mingus. And at almost 79 years old, he's shown no signs of slowing down. He still records and tours at an astonishing pace. In fact, the night we caught up with George, he played for almost three hours. That's simply unbelievable. And of course, we can't fit three hours of music into our one-hour format. So head over to our Facebook page at some point this week where you can hear all the great stuff we had to leave out. So here is George Coleman live on Bill Street Caravan. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Here's more George Coleman.
That was George Coleman live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be back with more music in just a moment. Up next, we'll hear from Bill Street Caravan contributor Adam Hill, who is continuing his Made in Memphis series presented by Ardent Studios. Ardent Studios is a professional recording facility located in Memphis with a 40-year history of producing seminal recordings, ardentstudios.com. The Made in Memphis series explores the characters, the dynamics, and behind-the-scenes processes that have made some of your favorite records possible. Here's Adam. Thanks, Kevin. This week on Made in Memphis, we're going to take a look at Al Green's classic album, Let's Stay Together. It's 1968, and Willie Mitchell and his band are on tour. His recording of Soul Serenade is doing well in the charts, and they're playing in Midland, Texas, about 12 hours southwest of Memphis. Mitchell has been a band leader, horn player, arranger, engineer, and producer for about a decade and has been working at High Records in South Memphis, as well as playing clubs and social events for blacks and whites all over Memphis and beyond. The opening act at this Midland, Texas gig is a singer named Al Green, who's on the verge of becoming a one-hit wonder with his Hotline Records release, Backup Train. Mitchell recognizes the major potential in Green's voice, tells him to come to Memphis, and says, quote, if we work real hard, we could cut some hit records. Al asks how long it would take, and Pops replies about 18 months. Al replies he doesn't have that much time, but ended up on Mitchell's doorstep a few months later, and right on time, about 18 months later, they were releasing the classic Tired of Being Alone. This began a string of hits that would go on for many years in albums. And although Tired of Being Alone is a classic, you ask most soul music fans what the defining album of this prolific run is, and most likely the reply will be Let's Stay Together released in December 1971. title track was written quickly with Mitchell sketching out some chords and Green composing the lyrics in about 15 minutes, but it took dozens of hours to finally coax the classic vocal performance out of the singer. Initially, Al says, he was trying to blow the roof off of the studio, but Pops wanted his smooth golden voice and when he finally got the take after many hours, Pops exclaimed, that's it. The smooth on the top, rough on the bottom approach to production epitomized the less is more aesthetic that made the delivery so sweet. Willie Mitchell's R&B had always had an element of sophistication to it. Over the rhythm section, he would add brilliant horn and string arrangements that would perfectly complement Al's voice. And what a rhythm section it was. The high rhythm section became a proper noun when Willie Mitchell assembled Howard Grimes and three brothers he had been mentoring. Maybone Teeny Hodges on guitar, Charles Hodges on organ, and Leroy Flick Hodges on bass, augmented by Archie Turner on keyboards, Al Jackson Jr. on a second drum kit, and also joined by Willie's brother James on sax, playing along with Memphis horns like Wayne Jackson on trumpet and Andrew Love on saxophone. The way these guys effortlessly weaved in and out of each other while still playing smooth yet still funky parts wrote some new rules for soul and gave the music a bit more sophistication, 
where singing as light as a feather still held a ton of emotional weight. Willie Mitchell's horn and string orchestration set the bar for everything that followed. Prior to this album, Al Green had never had a number one song. The title track, Let's Stay Together, achieved that status and held it for nine consecutive weeks. Green's ingenuity produced one of the all-time classics, which has the bounce of a dance cut and the passion of a ballad. Although the title track was what sold the album to the masses, it contains many other gems that are now considered classics, especially a smoldering cover of the Bee Gees' How Can You Mend a Broken Heart that takes the ballad to a whole new place. record was the beginning of a string of multi-platinum recordings that would last well into the 70s and make Al Green a superstar. And that's about all I know at this point about Al Green's Let's Stay Together album. This has been Adam Hill for Beale Street Caravan and this is Made in Memphis sponsored by Ardent Studios. Thanks, Adam. We're going to take a quick break for local announcements and station ID, but you come right back, okay? We'll have more from George Coleman. Caravan is supported in part by an award from the Tennessee Arts Commission and Arts Memphis. Thanks for tuning in to the Sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. Today, we have the one and only George Coleman on our program. Earlier, we noted that George attended Manassas High School in Memphis. And at Manassas, his circle of friends included Harold Mayburn, Booker Little, Frank Strozier, Hank Crawford, and Charles Lloyd. And the first thing that comes to most people's mind is how do so many legendary jazz musicians all come from the same city, much less the same high school and music program? How is that even possible for so much talent concentrated into a neighborhood and and much less a single high school? Well, my personal answer is that's just how we do it around here. (laughs) It's inexplicable. There's just something in the water, something in the fabric. There are more Grammy Award winners within a 100-mile radius of Memphis than anywhere else on the earth. More Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members, too. But if you look closely, there was a very special force at Manassas High School in the 30s and 40s. And that special force was Jimmy Lunsford. Right. 
Lunsford was, well, he was the football coach. I think he might have, like, coached everything. He was a PE teacher, and he was also the band director at Manassas. He was also the leader of the Jimmy Lunsford Orchestra, one of the top touring jazz orchestras of that time. During the summers, when school was out, Jimmy Lunsford toured. He toured relentlessly. And guess where he got the musicians for his band? I know. It just gives you chills when you think about it. His students during the school year became his musicians in the summer. And these students, many of whom were growing up in poverty, you've got to understand that, they would tour the nation, residencies in New York, Chicago, California, and they would make more money in one summer than their parents made all year. Astonishing. Just flat out astonishing. So Manassas High School became a factory for these highly evolved, highly disciplined, and educated young musicians. And here's, here's to me where this story gets really, really powerful. When Lunsford left, former students took his place at Manassas, and other students went to other schools in Memphis, and it became this, this almost generational apostolic succession of band directors and it it's not hard to connect the dots. And you'll see that this guy went over here, this guy went over here. And, oh, look at his students. Oh, he taught Booker T. He taught he David taught Porter. The yeah. He taught David Porter. This guy over here Isaac taught Hayes. Isaac Hayes. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And when you look at all these highly evolved musicians that Memphis has put out, there's a strong case to be made that it all goes back to Jimmy Lunsford. It it really, the trail leads back there that he started it. And as a result, the music programs in Memphis, they owe a debt to Jimmy Lunsford because our our musicians can play like no one else because they're taught the right way. (laughs) There's this really great quote in Miles Davis's biography. Um, He's discussing the, uh, the summer of 1963. He was having tryouts for his band. And they go through, you know, the, all those layers of cutting musicians, guys coming in and, and auditioning for him, and he's cutting them. Well, he ended up with a quintet made up of nothing but Memphis guys. And then he realizes that these guys not only know each other, they all grew up together and went to the same the same high school together. And he says, I wonder what they were doing down there back when all them guys came through that one school. There's so much more to the story. We don't have time to tell it all. So take a minute this week and check out an article on our Facebook page written by Richard Alley titled All That Jazz in the Land of the Blues. It really goes into great detail about this whole story. So do that, and we'll get back to this amazing set of music we have for you. Here's more George Coleman live on Bill Street Caravan. Thank you. 
For folks just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Here's more from George Coleman.
That was jazz legend George Coleman live on Bill Street Caravan. We're out of time. What an amazing program we had today, Pat. Don't forget that this concert was actually almost three hours long. And you can find the set in its entirety on our Facebook page this week. That's so cool. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to John Bass with the Mike Curb Institute at Rhodes College for hosting The George Coleman Show. And special thanks to Dawn Hopkins for doing such an incredible job with the recording this week. Again, find us on Facebook and other social media for updates, special features, and extra content relating to all the great music that comes from Memphis. And please support public radio. You're not going to find programming like this anywhere else. Next week on the show, we've got Roots music phenom, Jake Bug. That's going to be a fabulous show. Until next time, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan.